and welcome to Journal Sessions on the Bold Love Podcast with Pastor Bob Roberts Jr. Journal Sessions is a brand new format that's a weekly 10 to 20 minute podcast that features things that are on Pastor Bob's mind. Uh, He'll share detailed lessons that he's learned. It's like a look inside his journal on the things that he is thinking deeply about and praying deeply about and then sharing what he's discovered. It's like a leadership slash mentor slash deep thinking podcast that we hope will be great value as you listen. So just think of journal sessions as an expansion from a very insightful tweet thread from Bob on topics of interest. Uh, But don't worry, we'll continue to post our normal format of interviews uh, with well-known bridge builders and peacemakers and really just helping listeners learn how to better love their neighbor as we go. But on this week's very first journal session, Pastor Bob dives into what he thinks God is saying during this season for the church, which is I want my church back. Take a listen. I've had people ask me, Bob, what do you hear God saying during this season of the church? Here's what I hear him saying. Here's what I hear Jesus saying. I want my church back. I want my church back. It's my church. I'm the head of the church. I'm the chief shepherd. It's as if the church has been hijacked by us, well-meaning pastors, church leaders, attempting to reach a lot of people, but sadly, somewhere along the way, the lines got blurred, things became confused, and it went from being his church to being more our church than his church. It's got to be more his church for it to be our church. You know, there's never been a moment in history where the church was more needed and more critical than right now. And yet, sadly, there's never been a time the church has been more marginalized. When you look at why it's critical today, think about it. COVID, it's been two and a half years. We're still dealing with it. The economy is in a mess, and there's no quick turnaround to that. And it's not just the American economy. It's the global economy. The rise of China, the threats against Taiwan, Russia's rise and what's taking place, and as she tries to become an empire once again, the violence that we see, multiple mass shootings nonstop, the politicization of the church, migration, refugees. Our church had refugees coming in from Afghanistan. Now we still have Afghan refugees along with Ukrainian refugees, Christian nationalism, sexual ethics, government dysfunction. I mean, I'm no scientist, but something's going on with climate change. The wealth gap between the rich and the poor, it's more now than ever before. And these are all things that the church should have a voice in, should be making a difference in. But in the past two and a half years, it's like the rug has been pulled out from beneath the church. COVID. I mean, for months we couldn't meet. And when we did meet, it was limited how many we could meet and what we could do. And then all the research that's coming in, the fastest growing group in America in religion are the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. They question, is there a God? And if there is a God, is he in the church that we've seen? We've seen an exodus of people in their 20s from the church. All of this is not a mere matter of opinion. These are the facts. And people, believe it or not, right now are looking for spirituality as much as they ever have in the history of America. Did you know that? Here's a difference. They're not looking for it in the church. They're looking for it elsewhere. 
we just did some research on a project that we're working on. And sadly, what we found out was the church is not seen as a uniter in the community, pulling people together for the common good. Instead, the church is seen as a divider. How do we get to a point in the church where we give it back to him? I think we've got to acknowledge some things. Now, there are three C's. The first one is consumerism. We're obsessed with consumerism. I mean, people look for church based on one hour a week. Think about that. And it's about the preaching and the music and the kids' ministry. The only people who church shop are Christians looking for a better rendition of what they've already got. New Christians don't look for new churches. They go to the church of somebody who led them to faith in Christ, and and that person who led them to faith in Christ is literally defining what their walk is. But there's a challenge with consumer Christianity. Celebrityism is a big deal. I mean, we look at consumerism and we preach against it, but the reality is the whole idea of celebrityism is what has created that concept of consumer. Best music, best preaching. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have good preaching and good music, but church has, has, has been whittled down to, to a Sunday event or a one-hour week worship service. And then we've gotten so deep into culture wars, we can't even talk to people who need Jesus because they know our politics more than they know our Savior. So, so how, do we, how do we come back? How do we find hope in that? Let me just give you some simple things. Number one, we've got to get still. We've got to get still. We're so pragmatic here in the States. We just rush. How can we do this? Uh, I mean, as fast as we can to fix something that's broken, let's just hurry and do it. But sometimes we just need to get still. You know the verse, be still and know that I am God. Second thing we have to do is we have to be quiet. Sometimes I think God can't get a word word in edgewise. We're so busy talking and, and telling God what's going on and what's wrong and all of our needs that prayer is not just us telling God things. It's us listening to God. As a matter of fact, prayer, powerful prayer, is us more listening and responding to God than us showing up to God and telling him all the stuff that we're concerned about. It's about third, listening. Do we know how to listen? Do we know how to hear God's voice, whether it's in the Bible or somebody spiritually who you look up to or even in your child, a line in a movie, a situation or a circumstance that you find yourself in? Wouldn't it be cool if we came together as a church and we just were quiet? We said, God, we're here. We want to listen. We want to hear what you have to say as your people. Just take a breath, get still, be quiet, and listen to what he has to say. It's about observing what's going on around you. Does it concern you that so many young people are leaving church? So many are looking for spirituality, but not in the church. Does it concern you the reasons? I mean, we can just say, well, that's just all a bunch of excuses. There's always been always been excuses, but I think that. For us to truly follow Christ, one of the things that becomes absolutely essential is not that we make people angry because of our positions, but that they know that we love them because of our Savior. That doesn't mean we have to change our positions, but when we're known more for our harsh rhetoric and canceling people because they don't agree with us or believe like we believe, 
heard someone say not long ago, I thought it was really good. He said, you know, Jesus would disagree with people and people flock to him. Today, the church disagrees with people and we get stones thrown at us. It's not necessarily that we disagree. It's how we disagree. And I think we've allowed ourselves to be boxed into positions instead of our Savior and how we love. I think another thing we have to do is to wait. We want to hurry up and come up with an idea. We've got to dig our way out of this thing. If we can just rush and hurry up and come up with the plan. But sometimes we just have to wait and let God do what God's doing. There has to be a winter sometimes. The ground has to lay fallow. There has to be a season where it, where it rests. Death has to happen in a little seed before life can come. And so we have to wait. And, and then when those moments do come, then we're ready. We have to wait. I love a book I just read by Mark Sayers, Non-Anxious Presence. And it was really primarily for pastors and the church. And what does it mean for, for us to lead during this season? And what should the church be? But frankly, more than a book on that, it was a book for me that dealt more with sociology and spirituality. What do we do when everything's in chaos? The past is the past, and we can never go back to it. And the future has yet to be revealed. So we wind up in this no man's land of chaos and confusion. Kind of reminds me of a book Lynn Sweet wrote many years ago called Soul Tsunami. The most important thing we can do in those seasons is just to hold on and ride with the wave, not try to build not try to put something together, but to rest in where we are and know that God is going to get us to the other side. I love Psalm 77, and I love the way it concludes. It says, your way was through the sea, your path was through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock. If we will get still, be quiet. Listen, observe, and wait. And with everything that is within us, obey God as he speaks to us. We can be the church that he's called us to be. We don't need to be the church just from the vantage point of what does it mean to be the body of Christ. We need to be the church for the sake of the world, to be hope, to be future, to make a difference. Thank you so much for joining us for journal sessions with Pastor Bob Roberts Jr. on the Bold Love Podcast. If you were impacted by this conversation, we would like to ask a favor. First, if you found this episode impactful, please share it on social media and recommend it to a friend. Second, like most podcasts, we are able to make these impactful conversations happen with support from partnering organizations and individuals like you. If you felt led to support these type of conversations, you can do so now and give at support.boldlovepodcast.com. Whether it's a single gift or a monthly donation, we are so thankful for you. For more information on this podcast, show notes, and any other references, you can go to boldlovepodcast.com to get all the information there. We appreciate you joining us. And remember on the Bold Love Podcast, we encourage you to live out your faith boldly, learn how to better love your neighbor, and learn how to relate to others despite your differences without compromising your faith. See you next time.